my friends. I'm so excited that you're here today. Um, I have with me Emily DeRitter, and she is a day of wedding coordinator. I'm going to have her introduce herself a little bit so you guys can get to know her. Um, and first of all, before that, I just want to say I hope everyone's staying safe and healthy and sane during this time. Um, obviously, if you need anything, please reach out. But we're just going to kind of go right into this, and I'm going to have you guys get to know her and understand what she does, and then also just be able to reach out to her with any questions you have, whether that's with everything going on right now or just in general. Emily, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Aubrey. Um, like she said, my name is Emily DeRitter, and I own a company called The Best Day Details, which is a wedding coordination business um, in West Michigan, but I do work all over Michigan and then definitely willing to travel other places. I'm always down for a good road trip. So that is um, what my business is in a nutshell, but we can talk a little bit more about, you know, what actual wedding coordination looks like later, but um, a little bit more about me. I got married last June uh, to my husband. His name is Josh, and we live uh, just bought a house actually in Hudsonville, Michigan with our puppy Porter is her name and <laughs> just living life right now. We're all quarantined and uh, Again, like Aubrey said, just trying to stay sane, you know, definitely working on our marriage right now. So <laughs> that's good. Um, Got to, you know, work on all that communication and, and space and relational stuff at a time like this, especially. But, um, but yeah, that's a little bit about me. Is there anything else you wanted to know right up front? Yeah, no, I think that's super, that's super helpful to just kind of get to know you for everybody listening. So then what got you into the whole wedding industry and then specifically um, coordinating a wedding? Because it's a little bit different than a planner, but can you just kind of dive into that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So I always tell people I actually kind of reverse engineered this business because I would actually consider myself more of an entrepreneur than I would consider myself a wedding coordinator. Um, so what I mean by that is that some people like, you know, let's say a photographer or an artist or someone like that. They're like, oh, I have this skill. I have this talent. How do I make money with this? Whereas I was more kind of like, ever since my senior year of college, I was like, I want to work for myself. I want to own my own thing. I want to do my own thing. And I just, I don't know. I'm someone who just takes a lot of pride in that. I'm an Enneagram three, so I'm an achiever. I, I love to just kind of do, do, do. And um, it just makes sense uh, in the business world to kind of be your own boss, I guess. Um, so how I got specifically into this business was I had a couple business ideas in college and maybe the year or two after college um, that were product-based business ideas. Love to revisit them someday, but they just weren't a good fit for my lifestyle right then. When I was a teenager, I kind of thought maybe event planning, and that was kind of why I went into business. Because I didn't want to, I didn't want to get like pigeonholed in hospitality or anything like that. Because I wasn't 100% sure. But when I was in high school, I, you know, had these kind of ideas to create this wedding planning or event planning business with my friends, and I had the business name and everything. I don't even remember what the heck it was, but you know, just that stuff you do um, when you're a kid. Uh, you know, if you if you made a lot of if you did a lot of lemonade stands when you were a kid and were constantly coming up with new creative ideas, you might be an entrepreneur. It's just not know it. So <laughs> there's a good tip for you. But, um, but yeah, so then I got to college and I actually got an internship in event planning right on campus. I was in charge of all of the student workers who handled all the events, planning the events from start to finish. And I was just kind of like, what? Like, why don't I love this? I thought this was something that I wanted to do. And I guess I was wrong. So I just kind of put it, you know, on the back burner. I was like, well, I guess I got to find something else to do now with my business degree. Um, so I did. I worked in sales. I worked in admissions and it was great. 
but um, when I was planning my wedding in 2019, I realized that even though my wedding was super, super low budget and um, very, very DIY, <laughs> um, I realized I still needed someone to actually show up on the wedding day and make everything that I had planned happen. And it was just going to be way too stressful, way too complicated to delegate things out to my family members and my bridesmaids or even ask old friends to do it. And so I was like, I need someone to coordinate my wedding on the day of. Is that even a thing? So I Googled it <laughs> and it was a thing. Um, so I actually asked a friend because I couldn't afford to pay a professional. I actually asked a friend to do it and I paid her 200 bucks for the day and she set up and she uh, coordinated my timeline and she bust my MC, who's also my brother-in-law around and, and <laughs> things like that. So she did a great job, but I definitely sensed a need for that and how awkward of a situation it can be when you want to plan the whole wedding yourself, but wait a second, what am I going to do while I'm busy being bride, you know? Um, and it can just be so awkward to ask family or friends and it can just not work out. There can be tensions. Sometimes it can be super great. Like I asked an old friend and she did a really good job. I think for a lot of brides, they just want to plan their wedding and then have a professional that they can rely on to make sure that everything happens on the wedding day. The reason that I started looking into it after I figured out what a wedding coordinator was or that this is something people, aka me, actually need, I realized that back when I was in college, I did like a part of my event planning job. Um, I didn't like all of it, but I loved the part where I got to show up on the day of the event, work for like 12 hours straight, manage my team, uh, be in the busyness of everything, never sit down, usually not eat. <laughs> I don't know why, but that kind of stress and that kind of level of performance is something that I really thrived on. And I was like, you know, I think there's a space for this in the wedding industry. People are doing this. People are making money with this. And I think this might be, um, you know, the business that my skill set is leading me towards. So I launched uh, in, I would say, September, October was my official launch last year, 2019. Um and I just kind of got into the business slowly by uh, doing a couple friends' weddings for free and then using my previous event planning experience to get some more clients and went from there. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. I love the whole, like, timeline of doing stuff when you're young and kind of having these weird ideas because you, like, when you get older, you kind of look back and, and realize those points in your life were a little, like, pretty crucial to what you're doing now, which is we don't always think that way when we're young, you know? Um and so I think that's so cool that you, you kind of figured that out now and you had to do something and that's something you thought you might love just to figure out that maybe you only love a piece of it or maybe you only love it during certain times or, you know, because I think passions are like that where they can change and they can also like, there's just, you might have this overall like wholesome idea of what you love to do, but it might just be a little piece of that or, you know, it might actually lead you to something different that is your actual passion. Um, so I love that. I love hearing about that. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, the journey to go into this, like basically almost full-time for you, but you, but you decided to quit your full-time job, like your um, yeah. nine to five and then go into this. Um, can you explain that to some people? Cause I know that's daunting to a lot of people and it's scary and um, they're not sure how to go about it or if it's worth it. So can you maybe just um, explain that a little bit to us? 
Yeah, sure thing. So I'll tell you what it looks like for me first, and then I'll tell you some things that <laughs> I would or would not repeat. Um, so uh, basically for me, like I mentioned, I had this business idea in January 2019. My friend was getting married, longtime friend who I'd worked with before. I knew she trusted me. I knew she knew how organized I was and how good I was at doing what I promised, I guess. So um, I reached out to her. Her wedding was a week before mine. <laughs> and I said, hey, I have this business idea and it's kind of crazy, but I need to get my feet wet. I need to know if this is something that I actually want to do or that I'm actually good at. Can I coordinate your wedding for free? And she said, yes. <laughs> so I coordinated her wedding one week before mine. And then I was like, okay, this is awesome. I love this. So I really thought that most of my business was going to come from family members, friends, distant acquaintances that I met from any of the three schools that I attended in college. <laughs> and I really thought that's where a bulk of my business was going to come from. Um, so I started by reaching out to literally everyone in my friends list that was engaged, um, whether they'd been recently engaged or engaged for a long time. And just messaging them out of the blue and saying, hey, congrats, and I'm starting this business, and I would love to do your wedding for like a few hundred bucks, you know, just to get some experience, and and here's the experience that I already have, so you know you can trust me, and just kind of weaseled my way in that way. Um, turns out that's a really awkward question to ask acquaintances, but you know, you got to do it. Um, and one of my acquaintances, a girl that I had known from, um, she went to a gap year program that I did the year after so I kind of had like still some contact with it so that's how I knew her she said yes uh and she had a beautiful October tent wedding in the backyard of a, well like on a church property in the backyard and it was just absolutely the sweetest wedding and I got to coordinate the entire day um her wedding was very low budget they they did a good job keeping things um keeping the cost low which was perfect for them so I ended up being not only the outside but also the on-site caterer and my mom helped me the entire day again it was just like full like bring in bring in and, and break down at the end of the day it was the full thing so we ended up recruiting a few of the uh, guests that I had known um, to help at the end of the day too just because it was getting really dark <laughs> but no it was awesome and I just I just the day went by so fast I had so much fun I had so many ideas when I was done with the day I'm like you know what? I can do this I can make this better I can do this this and this and I would do this this and this differently and I just the, the ideas were flowing and the inspiration was going so um around that same time I officially launched my social media I officially launched my website I got legal at that point so I got my LLC and I got my EIN, which is a good place to start, and your EIN is actually free, so I'd recommend getting that, you know, no matter what, so you can get a business bank account and everything. So anyway, I did all that, got my feet underneath me, and I started char charging $500 to do a wedding. So I'm there all day, and I have three meetings with them ahead of time for $500. When you do the math, that doesn't come out to very many dollars per hour, but <laughs> it was how I got my foot in the door. I booked my first 18 weddings that way, then I raised my prices another couple hundred dollars booked a few more weddings and then um now I'm actually at uh 1100 just based on you know the experience because my 2020 is full already so based on the experience that I'll have at the end of this year and the experience that I already have and, and the demand that I saw in the market just as an entrepreneur I I saw um I guess my target market like the budget the certain budget of brides that I wanted to work with that I had the most fun working with and that's kind of where the sweet spot was so I just raised prices very slowly 
I still have a lot of 2020 weddings that I'm going to work at very, very cheap, but <laughs> they're awesome brides and I'm excited to work with them and I'm excited to just get more experience. So anyway, um, I had about, I think it was a little over 20 weddings booked at the end of 2019 for, for the next year. And I was working a nine to five job um, remotely as a sales consultant for a uh, technology company. And it was a good job. Um, I'm really grateful for it. It was perfect for the time of life that I was in. But you kind of know when something's sucking the soul out of you a little bit. You, you just know. And if you can, in any possible way, even if it's by creating your own business, sometimes it's just time to move on. So I said, okay, I have this many contracts under my belt. This means I'll be making this much next year. I can afford to quit my full-time job and pick up a few hours somewhere else part-time. So that's what I did. I got a part-time job that's in the middle of the week, so it's perfect. Um, and God definitely provided that um, with a great employer that I'm able to, again, just be flexible with and get, get my few hours there so I can just, you know, I guess make ends meet and, and uh, do, do my dream part-time and, and work for somebody else part-time. So um, we're making it work. But honestly, um, I don't know if I would have been able to do it as quickly um, if I hadn't had my husband supporting me because he works full-time too as well and he was very supportive of the idea he saw that there was a market for it he saw that this is something I could actually make money off of and this is something that I was really good at a service that you know brides needed um, so he was 100% supportive we had to move our budget around a little bit that's for sure and make some sacrifices but um, you know I think that even if I was on my own I would have been able to go full-time with this or well part-time like I am now um, it probably would have just taken a few more months or maybe even a full wedding season, I think. So, you know, whether you have a team, either parents or a spouse or a boyfriend or, you know, girlfriend or whoever supporting you or not, I think that going full-time is possible. It's just what your, what's your timeline going to look like, I guess, you know, and, and the timeline for everybody looks like having several months worth of expenses, I would say between three and six months, because, you know, coronavirus might hit and wipe out all your weddings or <laughs> whatever the case may be, all your business, um, three to six months expenses. Um, and then to really just get the business uh, legal, I would say, um, are your two first steps to, I guess, kind of going full time. And then obviously just making sure that you can make the amount of money that you want, um, whether or that you need, I guess, whether it's what you were making before or not, only you can decide, um, you know, when that point is for you. For me, it's a lot less, but I feel way better. I'm a way better person. I'm way more inspired and creative and better to the people around me. So it's worth the pay gap. Um, but for you, it might be, okay, I want to replace my salary at my corporate job. Okay, great. Well, that's fine. It just may take a few years or longer, you know? So you kind of just have to decide what's right for you and what the goal is before you go full time. Yeah, I think that's so important. Um, I think lots of times th that we think, okay, this is a really good idea. Let's just run with it. Or even maybe just like get really reserved about it and don't even maybe go after it. So I think it's a really good middle, a good balance of like, uh, practical steps to take to do it because obviously you want to do something you love but if you do have to make an income off of it or if you want to for that matter you do need to make sure that you're taking the right steps to do that and planning and um, you know like you said when um, random acts of or crazy things happen hence you know coronavirus it can get a little crazy and you just want to be prepared for that kind of stuff so I love that you kind of thought that all through and obviously that has a lot to do with your business background but I think that's really good advice for everybody listening to and and making sure your business is like, it is licensed and all that kind of stuff and making sure you have all those 
those legal and professional things to it because I think that just adds more credibility on top of that. So then can you maybe kind of give us a run through of what a normal day would look like for you if you're on the wedding day after you've had your three meetings with your bride? What does that look like for you and the bride? Yeah, absolutely. So a wedding day um, for me is absolutely bonkers insane, <laughs> but I love it. So anyway, so we've had our three meetings. So basically I've got the entire rundown, every single detail of the wedding, whether I could ever feasibly need to know that detail or not. I still know it. Spreadsheets and in my documents and everything, I have it ready to go. I usually have an assistant with me, either my husband or one of my um, college interns or assistants um, to help. So we make our way over to the wedding venue. We've already done the rehearsal the night before, conducted that, and gotten to meet the family and the bridal party and everything then. Um, So usually setup is first if the venue lets us in. So usually spend anywhere between two and four hours setting up, depending on how much the venue takes care of. Um, and then during that same time, we're usually on and off running little errands, like going to pick up the flowers or the desserts, if that's something that Brad wants us to do, or, um, you know, bringing in breakfast or lunch or something, um, just kind of along with our normal decoration timeline. And then, of course, coordinating any events that happen in the morning, like maybe the bride wants to do a first look with her dad. So, okay, when, where is that happening and how can we help the photographer with that, um, especially if they don't have a second shooter. Um, you know, uh, making sure that all the vendors are arriving on time, being their point of contact. So my phone's just like blowing up all day, making sure they know where to set up and what the day is actually looking like, just running that by them again, even though I've usually in most cases talked to them about a week before and a month before the wedding as well. Um, so kind of intercepting all vendors, bridal party, family, everything like that. Um, pinning on boot mirrors, that's one of my favorite parts because the guys are always like, don't, don't, don't me. <laughs> it's so funny. They're all so nervous. But I love getting to just see all the guys and go visit the groom because I feel like most of my days spent with the bride. So I always love to get like a, a radar on like how he's doing too. But yeah, so that's a lot of the morning and early afternoon. And then obviously the ceremony comes. So the half an hour before the ceremony is probably the most hectic time for me because there are so many things that need to happen in a certain order and so many people that need to be accounted for and, you know, deciding actually when do we start? Do we start on time or is the parking situation crazy? Do we start 15 minutes late? You know, making sure I monitor all of that. I mean, yes, guests are responsible for being late, but if I start the procession and then 20 guests walk in the door, it's kind of my fault. So things like that, um, monitoring and then obviously lining everybody up and sending them down. Um, yeah, then we kind of uh, transition into reception mode. I help with any um, transportation needs that they have, you know, anything ready to go do their photos or whatever. We've planned this whole timeline together, usually between myself and the photographer. Um, we're kind of the ones that get the most say in the timeline, um, other than the bride, of course, and, and help her the most with that. So we're getting things ready for the reception, greeting guests. Um, it really just depends on how much the venue covers. If they do all the food and everything, great. Like we have a pretty easy job. We're just monitoring at that point. If the venue doesn't have like a coat check, for example, sometimes we'll go do that. Or if they don't, they're not there to shovel and snowing. Or um, if the brides can't grab all the appetizers, but she wants to hang out with the family, we'll set those up. So it's really 
just whatever the bride needs and there's really no limit on it for us at least at least right now um we just kind of do whatever's needed um and then the reception queuing them into the party that's my favorite part and then uh from there just making sure that all the events of the reception happen on time um some like cleaning and just kind of monitoring guests because a lot of times the guests get a little crazy um and then of course clean up at the end of the night so Usually on a wedding night day, I'm there for about 15 hours from set up tear down. Um, it's all said and done and on my feet about 85% of the time. <laughs> it's out during dinner sometimes, but um, but yeah, it's a great day. It's it's just really fun to be the person that the couple is looking to when they need help, um, relying on. And anytime I can kind of be on the front lines answering questions and dealing with situations. So the bride never even has to know about it. Um, that's a job well done for me. So that's kind of what a normal wedding day looks like. It just always reminds me whenever you talk about this about the wedding planner with J Lo like running around with her headset, yeah. going crazy, <laughs> making sure everything's like super professional but like intense. And so <laughs> I think that's like I feel like that's a good picture of what you're doing all day and stuff like that. So I love that. And I love the determination that you have to make sure that this day is so perfect for the bride, because obviously you knew how, you know how that feels to be stressed out on your wedding day or to, you know, try to make sure all the details come together because it is a big day. And like, obviously a lot has, has been planned and a lot goes into it. So I love that you have that experience too, just to be able to say, Hey, I've been here, done that. I know how this goes for the most part. And I'd love to literally pull it out any fires that I can and also like avoid them, you know? So, um, I think that's so cool. And I love that. Uh, do you think like, do you have any advice for people who maybe they want to go into something like this, but, or maybe they want to do something similar, but going along the lines of being an entrepreneur, what's your advice for them to, if they have the ideas like you did and they're kind of thinking about it, what would you suggest they do moving forward? Always, I think testing an idea out because you have no idea if that's actually going to work, there's probably a way you can make it work, but it may not be the way that you think it will be. For example, for me, I guess I always just thought, you know, what's an actual job? Okay, a wedding planner. Or I thought, okay, maybe I could work at an event venue itself and do like sales and then help help the day a little bit because a lot of venues do have that. Neither of those things ended up being what was going to be best for me. So you kind of just have to try things out. Um, I think, let's say, you know, you're making products or something. Well, your biggest asset at this point in your business, if you're just starting out, is feedback. Give it away. <laughs> Give it to your friends and family, the honest ones. Um, and just ask for feedback. Ask for them to use it in every single way possible, whatever it is, and um, really just test it out. Um, if you're trying to do a service-based business, whether it be, you know, photography, or maybe you want to clean houses for a living, or maybe, you know, whatever it is, you have to do it. I hate to say this because you're worth a lot of money. Like you're worth, <laughs> you're worth a lot, whoever's listening to this, but you do have to do it for cheap at first. You can't just expect somebody to pay you everything you're worth, um, with no experience and no reviews. So, um, again, that's why it helps to have another job and, and kind of start with something as a side hustle or to, you know, have a situation where maybe you don't have a lot of bills, so you can take a bigger risk on your business. And if it doesn't work out, it's, it's not as big of a deal. 
I think either one of those situations is great. But, um, but yeah, I guess just really testing, testing out your ideas. Um, because even though back in January of last year, uh, when I had this idea, when I said, okay, wait a second, my skills might be, you know, good for this type of business. And I think this type of business actually exists. Even when I found that out, I still needed to know if I actually liked showing up on a wedding day and being responsible for everything. If that was a kind of pressure that I actually could handle. If brides were a demographic that I actually wanted to work with, because I think we can just idealize things in our heads so much. And without testing your theories, you don't actually know. So I guess that would be my biggest advice is just get your feet wet. Don't charge a lot or give things away for free and just see how it goes. See, see if you can slowly increase your productivity, I guess, and your revenue over time. Um, don't expect it to be a full-blown business right away. Yeah, no, I think that's great advice. Yeah, I remember even like starting with, I did marketing for a while and even in real estate too, like you have to, you have to do as much as you can to show people that you are credible and that you are like, obviously, like you said, yeah, you are, you're worth a ton. You're worth whatever, you know, obviously whatever you think you're worth and probably more than that usually is how it works. But, um, but they don't necessarily know that yet. And so you do have to, you know, and, and people might just because you put yourself out there, put your name out there, doesn't mean that people actually know what you do or that you do it well. So it's like, you really do have to get that experience and get those, um, those reviews and just people who run wrong alongside of you during this and, and say, Hey, yeah, she did an awesome job. And you know, that's how your referrals come in and that's how the business grows. And so I think, yeah, as hard as it is, you just, you have to test it out, like you said, and, and work with what you've got. And then you'll see that people will start to say, you did an awesome job. Like, I love the way you do this. Or you'll have people reach out to you because they hear about it and like, Oh, how much do you cost? And how much, you know, how much, um, you know, how much would I owe you if you had to do this? And you're just like, oh, wait a second. Like people do want to pay money for these services. So I think that's mm -hmm. awesome advice. Um, and I really appreciate that. And so then we're going to kind of move into towards the end, but we just want to stop in here and just um, recognize what's going on right now in the world. Obviously it's been a little bit of um, a struggle for everybody with the um, coronavirus, but we want, we're not going to try to obviously overdo it by any means, but um, Emily, if you would like to just say some words, maybe to comfort some brides right now, because obviously you're dealing with um, a lot of brides who are having to postpone or even cancel. Um, some that are just doing really small events, or you know, really at this point, people are just getting creative um, because they have to. And so, what's just maybe some comforting words or or thoughts that you have towards them? Yeah, um, I mean, it's obviously just total chaos for for wedding vendors and the couples alike no one could have seen this coming. And I think it's just important for us all to realize that we're all, no matter what, whether, whatever it is we lost, whether it was like a wedding or a graduation or a source of income, or, you know, some people are actually losing their loved ones. God forbid, you know, like we're all losing something and it is, it is great. We're all grieving right now. Um, the brides, especially, um, you know, you've dreamed of this day your whole life and it is okay for you to be sad. It's okay for you to be devastated. Um, gosh, I know I would. It is such an incredibly difficult thing to go through. So I just want to, I guess, recognize that first of all, and not make light of it. I can give you all the advice, you know, that there's so much advice out there about what to do. And there's this whole, you know, movement among like the wedding vendors of like reschedule, don't cancel, you know, just getting creative with 
uh, honestly, at this point, I think your best bet is a Sunday 2020 wedding. Um, otherwise, moving to 2021, you know, just really thinking about different ideas of what might work for you. I, I can't tell you what the best fit is for you, whether you're just dying to get married on the date that you actually plan, go ahead and do it. Celebrate later. Your people want to celebrate with you. If you can at all afford to move your wedding, uh, your party date, I guess, reception date, I would recommend doing it. But, you know, only you are going to know what's best for you. Um, and in this state of grieving your, your originally planned wedding day, um, just recognize that, but then come out of it and, and, you know, know that everything is going to be okay. You lost something, you lost something big, but you did not lose your person. Um, and so you guys will get through this and you will have a beautiful wedding, whether it's you and two witnesses or, you know, a huge party of 300 people next year or later this year. Um, it's not going to look like what you originally planned, but your person is still the same. Um, so just try and focus on that. Another thing that I've been telling people is, you know, okay, maybe, maybe you're in a situation where all your vendors are letting, or most of your vendors are letting you move your deposits to another date later this year or 2021. Great. Okay. So you have all this time that you have to wait now that you weren't expecting to wait. Find a way to make it a little more fun for yourself. I've been telling people like, okay, maybe there's that dress that you tried on at the store and it was just a little bit out of your budget so you settled for something that was great but not quite the same you have all these months you know if you're working or, or hopefully we'll get back to work for your wedding date you have more months maybe use this time as a way to save up for something and treat yourself to something else on your wedding day that you couldn't originally afford or maybe you um thought about having a videographer but you're like well that seems not essential like let's just <laughs> let's just mix that um great now you have money for a videographer you know find a way to kind of treat yourself and make this extra time actually a way to put more value into your wedding um that's not good advice for everybody if you're looking for some way to i guess feel a little bit better about this um, maybe find a small way to treat yourself and have something else to look forward to in addition to your wedding day. Um, anyway, yeah, brides, I see you. <laughs> I hear you. Obviously, um, We just want to make sure that you guys are all, you know, like she said, seen and heard because we do recognize that it's a terrible thing to have to go through. But um, at the same time that there is a lot of hope and good in it, I think if we can look for that. And, and like Emily said too, is yeah, you might not be able to see that right now. And I think that's 100% okay. I mean, expect anybody to you know, hear this and be okay instantly. Like this is something, like you said, it's a grieving time. You're kind of mourning what you did have and that you don't have now. And so we just want to make sure that you, you know, feel like you're not alone in this um, and that you have people to support you, whether that's other brides or people like us that, you know, obviously we don't know exactly how you feel, but we will be there to, you know, take whatever you have to say and listen. And um, yeah, so we're just thinking about you and hopefully this can all pass soon and and you know weddings can continue to go on and postpone and we can postpone to the date that works for you and stuff like that so um yeah we're just thinking about you but yeah i guys i think that's it for today um i just was so glad that we could have emily in and talk to us about our business and let us know what it looks like so if you are looking for a day of coordinator maybe you're just kind of intrigued and wondering hey i need to know some more about this um obviously reach out to her she's on um social media and all that kind of stuff which i will put in the description for you um, and she has blogs that are super helpful. She has a lot of content that will help you kind of understand what she does and then 
give you an idea of what you can expect when you work with her. Um, and obviously, I highly recommend her. She, her uh, t attention to detail and her persistence and determination is something I admire a whole lot. And so definitely inspires me in my business. And I think she's a great option to go with. Um, like I said, if you're curious, reach out and just have a conversation with her. That's all it takes. And you can go from there. But um, Emily, do you have anything else to say? Uh, yeah, no, just thanks so much for, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, and like you said, I would just absolutely love uh, for people to follow along and, and in turn for me to get to know you as well. But um, I'm on all social media at The Best Day Details. And then my website is thebestdaydetails.com. And like Aubrey was mentioning, whether you're getting married soon or not, um, I've got a blog over there with lots of um, good even relationship advice too, <laughs> um, for everybody, married or not. Awesome. Well, thank you so much and stay safe and healthy, everybody. Uh, we're thinking about you and if you need anything, please reach out. Um, other than that, please subscribe. And if you or someone you know would like to be on this podcast, please just let us know and reach out. Obviously it's a good, it's a great time to do it when we're, when most of us are at home and I'd love to connect with you. So um, reach out to Emily if you feel the need and then um, follow along with us uh, and we will talk to you soon.